The blame game takes us to Dr. Drew. It also takes us to Dr. Burks. Two really interesting stories. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today on Facebook. Tony Katz Radio Virtual Bourbon is there on our YouTube channel. You can find it at TonyKatz.com. It's me. It's a guest. It's a bourbon. It's a conversation. This was Rabbi Ben Sendro talking about spirituality and faith uh, in coronavirus times. I don't usually get into the faith conversations, but it was... It was pretty interesting, and you should check it out, TonyCats.com. Click on uh, Virtual Bourbon. uh, Watch uh, the interview uh, happen. Uh, The man drinks scotch and tells stories about bourbon. It's it's quite all right. You have to check it out for yourself, Virtual Bourbon, over there at TonyCats.com. Dr. Burks was warning about the blame game. She was uh, at, you know, they do the, the task force press conferences each and every day. And she's warning is Dr. Burks about the blame game. Now, does everyone know who Dr. Burks is? Like, do you know her story? Um, and 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 everything that she's done, her service uh, in, in the military. Uh, she is a retired uh, full bird colonel, right? From nineteen ninety four to two thousand eight. I mean, she may wear lovely scarves now, but tough. Spent about a decade working Walter Reed. She she knows what she's talking about. But just because she knows what she's talking about doesn't always make her right. And doesn't mean that the information that we get about coronavirus is perfect from the word go. must be hard for people to understand that data changes. Now, it's not hard for the people who believe that you shouldn't, uh, you, should, you should immediately lock yourself in your room. Well, then they've always been right, right? The people who said lock yourself in your room for marijuana, how could they ever be wrong? These are the same people who say you can't open up society. You see, if, if a doctor said you had to open up society on June 10th, but you opened up society on June 9th and somebody died. Oh, you're a murderer. Like, that's how they think. It's really terrible. It's really and truly awful. But I, I want to share this with you from, from Dr. Burks. One other comment, because I, I know we're always saying who knew what when. I just want to make clear, there's 150 plus countries working on this collectively together. It's devastating for every single country. When we get through this, we can go back and look at what happened, where, and and what does this epidemic look like. And when you get through it, then you can validate every model there is known to man. When you're in the middle of it, you have to concentrate on serving the needs of each American and what that need looks like. At the same time, you have these other work streams on surveillance and how to be prepared both scientifically and therapeutically and vaccine-wise for the next fall if it happens again. So Now, it's very possible it can happen again. It's very possible that it can come back. I've spoken to some docs who are like, no, nah, they don't think so. There again, there's the whole antibodies conversation about who's going to get it. So the idea that you, can you be reinfected? 
Would it be to a much lesser degree? Certainly not overwhelming hospitals. Remember, the whole concept of flattening the curve was about not overwhelming healthcare workers, different than whether or not you were going to get coronavirus. Even the concept of testing, which I think clearly you could say we didn't do the job necessary in the beginning. And that has to do with the FDA and the CDC. The FDA and the CDC did not allow for other groups and private groups to engage in testing. The FDA forced those people through this nonsense uh, application process. Then they put all their uh, eggs into the CDC testing basket and the CDC test failed. That's what happened. You wasted the entire month of February. Maybe you would have had more people staying home if the testing was earlier. Possibly. Something to learn from. Now, certainly, I want the regulations that are gone to stay gone. They clearly are not necessary. They are impediments to a better society. I don't want to hear from the FDA about what they they have to do in this case. More private industry, more private entities working on a problem, the easier it is, the better it is, the faster it is to solve the problem. Relying on government is a massive mistake. It's not that there isn't room for government. It's not that there isn't a place for government. The place should be limited and focused. Reliant solely and exclusively on government to the extent that you don't think anything else should have a place is what's madness. Chuck Schumer is this guy. Listen. So the system that the federal government has put in place uh, is not working, plain and simple. It's not adequate. Our mayors, our governors, I spoke to our hospital heads. They have to run big hospitals. At this point, they're spending hours each day reaching out to private contractors, to other countries even, to get supplies. So here's what we need. We need the president to invoke the Defense Production Act. It dates from uh, this Korean War, President Truman, and the DPA allows a military leader, the military, to take over the factories and supply chains, and then the same person can distribute the materials, the PPEs, the ventilators, the masks. I heard in Michigan they're short of swabs. I heard that in New York their center is is short of a mind. What... We've already instituted the DPA. We've already utilized it on a series of occasions. And you've got Rear Admiral Palauchik, who's in charge of disseminating these articles. What, do you, what exactly is Schumer talking about? Except the way Schumer says it, he wants a total military takeover. All of a sudden, you know, everybody loves a good junta. And most importantly, we're all nationalists now. Lucky us. Lucky us indeed. But that goes back to this whole idea of, you know, uh, the blame game. Trump didn't didn't do enough there. The states don't have anything to do with this. States that have themselves surpluses are going to have to figure out real quick that you can't rely on the federal government in the time of a crisis because there'll be some states that don't do anything, can't do anything because they're overtaxed and overspent. So states that have surpluses. Now, you understand right now, this is coded talk for me talking to specifically my governor, right? Don't tell him I'm talking to him, but he knows I'm talking to him. Some states could have a, a, a surplus. Well, you got to take $100 million and you got to put it towards your own state stockpile. 
and the money and, and not only does the money have to be there the stockpile has to be there so you got to take some money and put it towards your stockpile so you can uh, assist uh hospitals and, and and others and then you got to have some dollars ready to go in case you need to buy more and then you can never touch that money now what happens usually in states follow, you know this is true is that the state will do this like they'll put money towards something. it's only for this and then they'll decide that there's some discretionary fund and they're allowed to siphon it through right government never has a moment where they can't take more money from here and more money from there and the answer is oh we'll raise taxes and it's fine so I fix that by saying that if money is taken out of this fund for this for the PPEs, for the personal protection equipment, for a a uh, a pandemic-like crisis, right? Only of a medical kind. Well, then the governor is forced to resign immediately by moving the money. The governor resigns. That or 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 is literally thrown out of office. One or the other, right? I don't care which way it goes. You would not have people screwing with the money that way. Just one man's opinion. But the states having to take care of themselves. When we talk about things culturally happening, that's one of the things that has to come. One of the things that has to be learned. The states culturally have to take care of themselves and they have to be more prepared. Reliance on the federal government is a bit daft. I shouldn't say a bit daft. It is daft. For sure. So states now have learned this and they better get on the stick. Maybe they got to start really figuring out what's actually important. All those little pet projects, all those things they spend money on, maybe they're not as important as we thought. You know, it used to be New York told us that you can't use plastic shopping bags at a, at a supermarket because you are killing the environment. The first thing they did, oh, pandemic, no reusable shopping bags, only disposable plastic ones because we can't have this. It's amazing. Oh, we want to save the planet. But first, let's save ourselves. That's correct. Save yourself. The planet's just fine, by the way. You can have reusable shopping bags, but you don't have to get rid of the plastic ones. This is the point. Your hypocrisy has been seen. Let's get back to the blame game. Because people, you have people like Schumer blaming the federal government. Don't blame the federal government. Let the states learn how to handle these situations better. Because they're going to have to. Because as much as they think the government might have to help them, eventually they got to realize the citizens are going to look to the governors and they better be damn well ready. Blame game. Dr. Drew. My early comments about equating coronavirus with influenza were wrong. They were incorrect. I was part of a chorus that was saying that and we were wrong. And I want to apologize for that. Uh, I wish I got it right, but I got it wrong. What I did not get wrong was every time I took a position, I always said, make sure you listen to Dr. Fauci because he is the person we must look to. I was, you know, he was my uh, guiding star in the AIDS epidemic and he should be your North Star now. I said that every time I took a position, I was, in, I was wrong about comparing influenza and coronavirus. That was loser thinking, Scott Adam would say. They shouldn't be comparing the epidemics. I was comparing the numbers, and I'll explain that a little bit later. But uh, I want to be clear that I apologize for getting it wrong. I wish. Now, I find it weird that he's apologizing. New England Journal of Medicine, Dr. Anthony Fauci is one of the authors comparing coronavirus to a severe strain of the flu. Now, as we go through it, Maybe it isn't a comparable thing to the flu. Maybe. I find it interesting that he apologized. Because usually, when people are like, you know what, I've seen more data, and now I think this, that's the way it's supposed to go. 
Ah, you see, the problem, Dr. Drew, is you weren't reactionary from the very, very beginning. And the real problem is, is that you thought the press was blowing things out of proportion. And how dare you go against the press so we had to destroy you. And now look at you, apologizing like a bitch. That's it. Get on your knees and apologize. Beg for our forgiveness. Beg, you no good punk. Wow. Now, he hasn't made it better on himself because people are like retweeting some of his old tweets and he's then telling people that he might sue them for copyright infringement and it's that's just that's not how you handle a situation we're really going to blame dr drew the press overblowing coronavirus well that yeah we've seen that in a million places i don't think he was ever wrong with that but if he wants to say hey i said it was a flu and i was wrong to compare it to the flu okay I think he's more than welcome to do that. I've discussed that very thing, but always in conjunction with what it is Dr. Fauci himself put in the New England Journal of Medicine. Back to Dr. Burks and the entire conversation about the blame game culture, the gotcha game, as she has been describing. Things change, data moves. So what are we doing to ourselves here? I think these things are happening together, but I just want us to really concentrate on the fact that all around the globe, country after country is dealing with this. And we can talk about why didn't Italy do something or Spain do something or Germany do something, or we can really say right now, we all can do something. We can do the social distancing and all of the pieces that we know is starting to work around the globe in country after country. And then when we get through all of this, we can ask the questions about could we have done some piece of this better as a global community? Now, the answer is we could have done a lot better as a global community if part of the global community weren't a bunch of lying bastards. Wow, Tony, you are in a mood. Yeah, I think I am. China lied. We're going to go through it. It's, it, is, it is insane the amount of ways China has lied. The World Health Organization aided and abetted the lies of China. Taiwan, which has done a very good job of dealing with coronavirus, actually went to the World Health Organization, which is strange because the WHO refuses to recognize Taiwan because China gives money to the World Health Organization and China sees Taiwan as part of China. And so therefore Taiwan cannot be recognized by the World Health Organization because politics are more important than health. So saith the doctors, so saith the flock. Well, Taiwan went to the World Health Organization and said, hey, coronavirus, look at this, check this out. And the World Health Organization finally admitting that they did not even respond. Taiwan was banging on the door saying, we've got a problem. You're going to have a problem. Look at this over here. Look at this guy. And the World Health Organization was like, look at what? Look at what? What are you talking about? What am I over here? Am I over there? I don't even know who you are. I don't even know where I am. All of a sudden, the World Health Organization with Taiwan was Vinny the Chin Giganti. He doesn't know where he is. He's walking around in his pajamas. It's nuts. Yes, there is much to learn from the world community if indeed the world community is honest. The blame game is bunk. That things were gotten wrong? Well, it was the CDC and it was these experts who told me that um, you weren't getting it uh, airborne. 
You were getting it uh, from human to human transmission. And then before that, they were telling me that you couldn't get it from human to human transition, tra- transmission, right? It wasn't coming from touching other people. It was coming from fecal matter and all sorts of things. Oh, no, 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 they got that wrong. I'm so old, I remember when they told me I didn't have to use a mask. That's how old I am. And then lo and and behold, uh, yeah, you, you should you should have a mask. As a matter of fact, here, here's how you make a mask. Remember, it was no different than the severe flu, and now it's different than the severe flu. Am I supposed to get angry at these people? Am I supposed to ask what we learned from this? And Jim Acosta, he's learned nothing. One other comment, because I, I know we're always saying who knew what when. Sorry about that. I put that in the wrong place. I think that's it. As a global community, I will remind you that on February 3rd, the head of the WHO said there was no reason to ever do a travel ban. You know, it wasn't until January 14th that we knew that there was human to human transmission. The president was saying this was going to go away. It's April. It is going to go away. Mr. President, you said it was going to go away in April. You said when it warmed up in April. I said it's going away, and it is going away. You see? Why listen to Dr. Burks about the blame game when you could just blame Trump for saying it was going to go away? Jim Acosta. Putz. I'm Tony Katz. Times are tough, but Kaplinger's Fresh Catch making it easier on you to make great meals for your family. Kaplinger's, the freshest seafood market in central Indiana, the best fried fish you've ever had. They're open for business online at kaplingersfreshcatch.com, offering everything you need in addition to great seafood, ground beef, bacon, fresh fruits and vegetables, and those must-have paper goods and cleaners that are so hard to find. Online at kaplingersfreshcatch.com, your local market that lets you avoid the supermarkets. Keep it local, keep it fresh, keep it online. kaplingersfreshcatch.com. That's kaplingersfreshcatch.com.